This song makes you want to dance. Don't even try to lie to me. I ain't even going to hear it right now. We are live. We are back in action, blasting through your speakers and cheering from the bleachers. This is the Power 32 Podcast, brought to you by Anchor Radio and presented by The Sports Column. Get over to www.thesportscolfen.com. If you aspire to be a sports writer, we will help you get your name out using the TSC platform, no doubt. Frankie Fears on top of that. Beautiful thing. Hey, my shout-out today goes to Flieger and Briggs at Asylum Football. Dude, their show, it's called It's Just Sports. What's better than that? On 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Check out their show Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. Also, check out the website at www.asylumfantasysports.com. Again, that's asylumfantasysports.com. Check it out. Get all the info, everything you need. They do a great job. Shout out to Flieger and Briggs. And we got a lot more shout outs coming throughout the shows on 3rd and 3 podcast and the Power 32 podcast. We're rocking and rolling. It is Friday evening, getting ready to go into the weekend, the NFL weekend, week 14 which we usually divulge into on third and three podcasts. As you know, if you listened a couple of days ago with Nikki and I, Damien will be back next week. Um, it's all NFL and a lot of fun. We did our top Christmas songs, so we'll make it a holiday theme season as well. So like I said, most of you heard third and three podcasts with Nikki and myself a couple of days ago, as we do our unique segments, some normal ones, as well as, you know, picking all the games on the schedule, Damien Adams, the man who makes the trifecta work perfectly you may have heard the news, and if you heard it from us, and that's great. Our man is married on his honeymoon. God bless him. He will be back next week on 3rd and 3, and I can't wait. So beautiful things happening from my man D over there. But today, we're going in a different direction, guys. Power 32 was originated back in the early 2000s. It was a weekly article that I've dedicated and decided to turn into a podcast now. So far, on my first two, Ashley Elliott and Ben Sutterth were my first two guests, and they were absolutely freaking fantastic. So I thank you both for helping me kickstart the new show. I figured I'd go solo for this operation. Of course, we're going to bring people on. I'll give them the call-in number as the show gets hotter and hotter. I'm looking forward to it all. So today, we're going to rank all 32 playoff teams, Power 32, get it, ha-ha. And we're going to look a little bit at the playoff picture as a lot has to go on this weekend with the teams that are either on the bubble or inside the bubble, that can change a lot of things. So we'll get over that, and we'll get to that. But first, let's get into the NFL action. Let's rank the 32 teams. Let's have fun. 
Let's get some music going. You know how we like to do it. Okay, okay, okay. So this is how it's going down. We are ranking 1 through 32. It's a nice to start at the bottom and go all the way up and, you know, see what the prize is at the end of the rainbow. But you know what? We're going from 1 down to 32 because a lot of us know who our top 5, 6, 7 teams are, maybe even top 10. Then it gets a little dicey in the middle. And, of course, we know who's going to be there at the end of this Power 32 session over here. So let's get this bad boy going. Number one, no surprise, especially after the Steelers lost that the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one ranked team in my Power 32 rankings. Best quarterback in the league. They can run as a team. He can run if he has to. The coaching, obviously, with Andy Reid. Super Bowl champions. Defense steps up when they need to. You cannot count them out of any game. It doesn't matter if they're down by 7, 10, 14, 55 at halftime. You got the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes. He can bring you back along with all those other wonderful weapons that he's got to play with, like Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, even McCall Harmon when he comes around, uh, Robinson, Sammy Watkins when he wasn't hurt. So, look, there's weapons all over the place. And even Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. What more do you want? So, defense, do your job. And offense, basically score 35 points a game. Number two has changed for me. It's going to the New Orleans Saints, and again, coaching matters. As Sean Payton may win coach of the year for what he's done, throwing in Taysom Hill, who had 20 passes in the NFL prior to his first start for the Saints. Unbelievable. Sean Payton doing like he did with Teddy Bridgewater last year. Both of those quarterbacks going undefeated until Drew Brees comes back, which it looks like he will this weekend. So major stuff going on there with the Saints. They look like the best team in the NFC. Maybe the second best team in the AFC is the Steelers now. Uh, some will still argue they're on top. They may be the most solid team all the way around. They have a top defense, great quarterback. The problem is the wide receivers are dropping balls all over the place. And if James Conner isn't healthy at running back, they can't do it with Brian Snell. It's not working out. They abandoned the running game completely in their first loss of the year to Washington. So that was amazing all in itself. But again, you talk about coaching Mike Tomlin, just like Andy Reid, just like Sean Payton, guys that are quote-unquote geniuses, and they know what to do with their team, and their team loves them for what they do. So I got no problem putting the Steelers at number three right now and number four. Um, this is where it started to get a little bit dicey, but ultimately it went Packers. Seems like a perfect harmony over there. Rodgers MVP discussion again. They're running the game. Aaron Jones is tremendous. Now, they do need help on D. They can get run on. They can get passed on eventually. But if Aaron Rodgers, like Patrick Mahomes, is going to put up all those points, it'll help out the defense a lot by not having to be on the field as much. You know, film study is a crucial thing as we get further and further into the season and into the playoffs. So Packers at four at five, Buffalo Bills. And they can even be higher. The D should be doing better. I don't know why the defense isn't like what it was last year. Maybe that was more to save Josh Allen's butt as he started to really improve. And now he has proved and improved that he belongs in the NFL. Going to be a top quarterback if he's not already. I have him at number five on my list because of the things that he can do. I even made the comparison putting him on the Arizona Cardinals as opposed to Kyla Murray because Josh Allen is like a foot taller. 
see over the offensive line, great wide receivers, and it's not a knock against Kyler Murray at all. Happen to love the guy and what he can do. So, Bills at five right there. I need to see the defense getting better by the time the playoffs come around, and that could help them with the game at home. They're going to win the division, so that can help a lot. So that's five of the Bills. Six is the Rams. And, yeah, the Rams, yeah, they just won Thursday night. They beat up 24-3 to on the Patriots. Some people think that's not a big idea because the Pats can't score anyway. Well, you know what? They put up 45 on the Los Angeles Chargers. They might not have a great defense, but it's not like, uh, you know, Cam over there is running a great offense. Not his fault necessarily. Thrown into it, COVID back and forth. They've had a lot of problems, but... When you go back to coaching, Bill Belichick is amazing with the things that he can do. But the Rams put one on him and may have knocked him out of the playoffs. At seven, division rivals Seahawks. Yep. Russell Wilson always gives you a chance. You have trouble with the good defenses that he goes up against at times. But overall, he's an amazing player. He was my MVP at the beginning of the year, along with Nikki, uh, Tricky Nikki on third and three podcast. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was Damien's choice, and right now he looks like the front runner along with Aaron Rodgers. But the Seahawks still, you got Russell Wilson. The defense is improving. The Giants, again, just put them on him. They It was a tough game, 17-12. to 12. They ran the ball all over him. So maybe that's something that other teams can look forward to and saying, hey, we can run on the Seahawks, keep Russell Wilson on the sideline. That might hurt them going forward, even though they're likely to make the playoffs, obviously. Guess who else is making the playoffs at number eight? The Cleveland Browns. And I called it for the first time ever, as far as I can ever remember in my life, that this year would finally be the year because of Kevin Stefanski, the running game between Hunt and Nick Chubb, the O-line that they got picking up Conklin. They have an above-average defense. Miles Garrett is a monster. And look what they did against Tennessee. Yeah, I know that second half is all messed up, but the Browns put it on them. And they were waiting for Baker Mayfield to have a game like this against a really good team. And he did. That's why they're at number eight right now. and cracked into my number 10 finally. At number nine, the Colts. They're not going anywhere for me. They got a very tough defense. Not consistent. And Rivers has to play sometimes nearly perfect when he's throwing the ball. Very short passing game. The running game hasn't been there like they hoped. Marlon Mack went out of the beginning of the season. They picked up Jonathan Taylor in the draft. He hasn't panned out as much as well. So Naheem Hines has really been doing the job at running back. Very versatile, can catch the ball out of the backfield. I like the Colts at nine, and I love their defense. But you can't be giving up, you know, a whole bunch of points like 45 to Tennessee a couple of weeks ago in Green Bay 28, despite having a great offense They were at home. All right, let's go to 10 to round out the top 10. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the bye week, My question is, did Bruce Arians put his ego aside to win games and talk to Tom Brady and talk to the team and say, the best way for us to win games is to mixture our air raid offense with our short passing game. Put in some play action. You can't do play action unless you're running the ball. They like to abandon the running game at times. So Bruce Arians, please get away from this complete air raid offense, running the ball five times a game, and you will win. You know, if you wanted an air raid type of guy, Nikki brought it up. She, a great example. Derek Carr would be a great fix for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if that's the way they wanted to go with just air raid offense. But you know what? If you want to win, you want to win a Super Bowl. Talk to the six-time champion who's been to the Super Bowl nine times. All right, get it together. Number 11, just on the bubble of the top 10, Tua is the guy with the Dolphins at number 11. He doesn't turn it over. I'm a big fan of Flores also. Weird decision taking him out a couple of weeks ago, but whatever. Solid defense. 
They don't have necessarily the playmakers to make a deep run in the playoffs, but you got to like what they're doing. And if they can get some more weapons around, a solid running game, big-time receiver, watch out. The Dolphins could be there for a while. And forget about the Patriots. It could be Dolphins and Bills like the old days back in the late 80s and early 90s when I was around (laughs) for you younglings out there. All right, number 12, Titans. That might be a little bit too low for you, but it's not for me. They're way too up and down. The ups are very high and the lows are very low. You know, they can get into the playoffs. They can ruin some teams like they did last year going to the AFC Championship. But that heavily depends on Derrick Henry. And if there's a defense they run into in the first round and Derrick Henry's not having his way, I'm not sure Ryan Tannehill can get the job done. Moving to number 13, lucky number 13, the Raiders, where they actually drafted in the draft, Henry Ruggs, making that game-winning touchdown because of Greg Williams and his zero blitz. Very stupid. That's why the Jets swapping in for a while over here. Things have gone better with this franchise, but they do need Josh Jacobs in the lineup healthy in order to make any noise. They can't just be a throwing team. I think it's pretty clear that Devontae Booker can't carry the load. We saw that over the weekend. I'm not saying he's a bad running back or anything, but they're going to need Jacobs to win because you've got to keep the defense honest where play action is going to get a guy like Henry Ruggs or Nelson Aguilar or Darren Waller wide open. That's what you got to do. Right behind the Raiders at 13, number 14, is the Ravens. At their best, they can beat anyone. When they're at their best, but they're nowhere near their best. They were at their best last year when Lamar led the league in everything. Lamar Jackson missed Mark Andrews a ton. He's coming back this week. Let's see if that helps him get out of the quarterback slump because that is his favorite target by far. Number 15, your New England Patriots right in the middle of the pack. Again, coaching so important with what Bill Belichick does. This band of misfits comes together and they fight. They give everything they got. Sometimes it don't work out like Thursday night uh, against the Rams, putting up a stinker, only three points. The defense played tough for a while. Uh, got an interception off of Goff, but ultimately the Rams too well-rounded in order to win that game. And they did. And they wanted handling and to put them in first place alone with nine wins and four losses. And now the Cardinals come in at number 16 for me. They were a little bit higher, but they've been slumping lately. The D must step up or the pressure will be on the young, small shoulders of Kyler Murray. And look, he's proven that he can handle a lot through that, you know, obviously Hail Mary, which was just fantastic. It was beautiful. But they need more than that. They need their defense to really get their game going. It's so important. We know what they can do offensively, but if they're struggling and they can't run the ball on certain days, defenses are going to pick up on that. So Cardinals, you got some work to do if you want to actually make the playoffs and make any noise in it. Same thing with the Minnesota Vikings at number 17. So much potential. So what's the problem? Yeah, I really don't know. Is it Mike Zimmer? Is it time for him to go? Because Dalvin Cook disappears at times as does the defense a lot. And when Davin Cook ain't on his game and he's not playing, it's very hard for the Vikings to win for, you know, Kirk Cousins to go out there and throw three, four touchdowns and not turn the ball over. So Davin Cook is the backbone of their offense. They need him. They need him healthy. The Giants are not so healthy, but you know what? They're making noise. They're at number 18. I contemplated putting them higher. I said they were going to win this division. I didn't think they were going to get 10 or 11 wins, but They're going to win this division. This team is moving up. They're playing hard. They got a top five defense. They limit turnovers. They all of a sudden love Joe Judge. And Daniel Jones is probably coming back this weekend. If not, it'll be next weekend. 
But, hey, look, look forward to that coming in. You don't want Colt McCoy throwing 101 yards. Let Daniel Jones go out and throw 350 and maybe an interception, but things will go better in that direction. That's the Giants. That's Nikki's team. Right after comes my team, the 49ers at 19, looking more like the foreign Niners this year, but that's all about the injuries. I don't have to go over it with everybody from Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, you know, Jimmy G, George Kittle, everything. All right. So it's been a bum year. It's all about next year. But what Shanahan did this season with Robert Sala, our defensive coordinator, has been amazing with basically a second string team. That's why those guys are there, and that's why they're going to be there. At number 20, it's the Carolina Panthers. I love Teddy Bridgewater. They can score, but the D is no help. Since Luke Keekley left, it seems like that defense is just black, gone. You know, no signal caller for real on defense. You know, the quarterback on defense, middle linebacker, safety, whatever it may be. So they got a lot of problems there, and their record shows it. And I feel bad for Bridgewater because he's playing really well. Moving on to 21. The Texans have moved up to me. They've been playing better lately. Uh, despite the loss against the Colts last week, they were about to win that one if there wasn't a messed up snap or fumble by Deshaun Watson, whatever you want to call it, down in Indy territory. They could have won that game. They're, they had a very tough early schedule that hurt them, but you know what? Watson makes up for things. And again, no defense to help out. I wish Deshaun Watson would go to the Tennessee Titans, and I think he would make a world of difference over there and possibly a Super Bowl team just for his sake. All right. We got Washington, just Washington, the football team coming in at number 22 with probably the best story of all time. Alex Smith, well, one of the best stories This is a lot Rocky Blyer, but Alex Smith is the best story in the NFL this season on and off the field. He's got Washington tied with the Giants in first place just by percentage points because the Giants beat them twice this year. But Smith is doing a great job. He's not turning the ball over. The defense is playing tough. Chase Young probably going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Even though I picked Patrick Queen for the Ravens earlier, I will not argue with that. Um, he's made that defensive line extremely solid and has helped out the back end as well. So Washington, not bad. The Giants need to watch out. The Falcons at 23. I could have put them at 33 because I don't know what goes on with this team. Flip a coin. Nearly impossible to predict what Atlanta will do each Sunday. We have no idea. We do know that Raheem Morris has done a better job over there. Uh, but, again, they still need players. Their best players are aging right now. So, Matt Ryan, I don't know if he'll be there. Julio Jones banged up. He'll probably still be around, but I would try to trade the guy. You know, if you can get a first-round pick for Julio Jones, if somebody's willing to give that up, I go do it right now, especially what team you are. Falcons 23-24 is the Chicago Bears. This team is really not that bad, guys. Now, here's what they need. They're huge things. They need a quarterback, obviously. You can't find one around the corner. They must improve their offensive line. Otherwise, maybe Nick Foles and Trubisky would look a little better this year. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, the Bears, yeah, get them, get, you know, get some solid offensive linemen. Find yourself a real quarterback. You know, maybe you want to go get Dak Prescott in Chicago, you know, for Chicago from Dallas, because I don't know how happy he is with Dallas right now. You get that guy, you might be in some better shape with Allen Robinson. Anthony Miller gets you another weapon. That's 24 with the Bears. 25 is the Denver Broncos. My gosh, I didn't think they were going to be this low. I did have some pretty high hopes for them this year, but injuries hurt, of course. And the big question is, is Drew Locke the guy? You know, John Elway, he has been playing musical chairs with quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning left five years ago. So he's going to really have to figure it out. And does he want to draft somebody? Does he want to try to go get Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan? Is that going to work out? I don't know, but it's a possibility. 
Number 26 are the Detroit Lions. Feels like they're in almost every game they play, but the defense seems to let them down. And it's funny how the defense didn't let them down. It was the offense, and the Bears let them down last week. They were up by 10 points, Chicago. And uh, all of a sudden, 34 points are put up on the board by Detroit on Chicago's defense. So maybe that takes it back away from what I said from them at number 24. But moving forward to the Eagles at number 27, Jalen Hurts time, man. Carson is not done, unlike the Eagles season. Got to look at the coach. Got to look at a lot of things. We've gone over it on the shows a million times. But, again, I think that Carson Wentz needs to go somewhere else, clear his brain. I think there's a lot of psychological things going on over there. Lack of trust, looking over his shoulder. And now we know that he may not even play again this season if Jalen Hurts does a good job. And he may not be an Eagle next year. But big contract. How do you get rid of that? We'll see. We'll see if there are suitors out there for him. Uh, I don't know if one of them will be the Dallas Cowboys. Look, even when Dak was healthy, and the Cowboys are number 28, even when Dak was healthy, this team still lost because the defense sucked. The lack of coaching on defense, Mike Nolan, and my no, Mike Nolan, I know very well the defensive coordinator was with the 49ers as a head coach, as a matter of fact, and we couldn't wait to get him out of there. So I get it, Cowboys. I feel your pain right there, even though we are bitter enemies and have been since 1981 when Joe Montana threw the catch to Dwight Clark. So I ain't got no love for you, but uh, even, again, that wasn't Dak's fault. The defense has got to do something, step up, get better players, get continuity, get a new coach. 29, the Los Angeles Chargers. All the potential and talent in the world, but can't win. Herbert, yeah, he looks great. But Coach Anthony Lynn, he doesn't right now, and that's the kind of thing that's bothering me a little bit. Um, I like him a lot. I really do like Anthony Lynn, but I'm not sure if he's the guy for this team moving forward. It's a new regime with Justin Herbert. Maybe they got to do a few things to clean house over there. They've had a very bad season. The Bengals come in at number 30. They would likely be ranked higher as Joe Burrow was playing good football. But, um, man, he's... uh, That's the thing. You know, they keep losing. They're tough. They go out there and they play. They do. They play hard. But uh, they would be ranked higher if Joe Burrow was still playing football. They'd have at least a couple of more wins. But that is not the case, obviously, right now. As we get to the bottom two of the list, guess, guess who the heck they are. Number 31 and number 32 could be interchangeable. But the Jaguars, obviously, I put it 31 because they have won a game this year. Um, I can't put them. I can't put them lower than the Jets. I'm sorry. They play hard. They really do. And that's an, you know, that's an attribute to Doug Marone, their head coach, with one win this year. They go out there, they play hard. James Robinson, they always seem to be in the game, but they can't finish it either. Could you imagine if they didn't get rid of all those guys in Gawkway and Jalen Rams and in Clayus Campbell? It'd be a much better team right now. Much, much better. And at the bottom, it's do they go to Trevor Lawrence with the first pick or try to require more picks for Sam Darnold? The Jets, have they given up on Donald? Are they going brand new? We know Adam Gase is out of there. Greg Williams already gone. I don't know, guys. We'll see. The Jets have a lot of thinking, a lot of questions, and hopefully a lot of answers coming up at some point because right now everything is bad news. Again, blowing the only opportunity so far this year for a win, except maybe that Monday night game against the uh, uh, the Patriots. But, yep, they blew that one. Cover zero blitz. Way to go, Greg Williams. Unfreaking believable. My God. Wow. Terrible how they lost that game for that reason. Really just sickening. But what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? That's the way it goes. So from 1 to 32, you got it here. 
You're listening on the Power 32 podcast. Chiefs, Saints, Steelers, Packers, Bills round out the top five and to finish the top ten. Rams at six, Seahawks at seven, Browns at eight, Colts at nine, Bucks at ten. With the Dolphins, Titans, Raiders, Ravens, Patriots kind of on the outside along with the Cardinals there. And we'll see if the Minnesota Vikings can do anything coming up as well. All right, guys. So that's your 1 through 32. Hit me up at Sports Profit 1 on Twitter. That's the number one. Or go to 3rd and 3 Podcast. Ask questions about it. Maybe you think a different team belongs somewhere. Or how could you say that, Jason, that that Dallas Cowboys are 27 or whatever number I put them at. I'm all for it. I love debates as long as they're healthy. No BS, no cursing, yelling back and forth conversations. Healthy debate. I'm all about it. We can do it anytime. All right. One more thing I want to do with you guys is the playoff picture. And this will be kind of quick. I just want to look at it with you guys a little bit, let you know what's going on. And there's a couple of matchups this coming weekend that we're going to have to get to that are very important that have a lot of relevance on what's going to be going forward. So you are listening to Power 32 Podcast. Again, brought to you by Anchor Radio and presented by the Sports Column. My name is Jason Fearman. I'm with you for about another 15 minutes after a really quick commercial break. And, of course, I want to shout out my two partners, Nikki and Damian. Can't wait for Wednesday night to go over all the Week 14 games and look forward to Week 15. Next, we're getting into the playoff picture, guys. So you hang in there. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Quick commercial break. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Yeah, yeah. To all my peoples in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop. Smoking the bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumber. Biggie, 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 baby. That's my timeline, guys. That's where it's at. Back Power 32 podcast. We just went from 1 to 32. We ranked every single team, or I should say I did. We'll see if you guys agree, disagree, any discrepancies, whatever you want, whatever you got to say. Come at me. I'm at Sports Profit 1, the number one. And, of course, you can hit us all up at 3rd and 3 Podcast also on Twitter. That's where we do most of our main stuff, Instagram and everything. But Twitter is where I mostly communicate. So you want to come at me? It's all good, baby. I can take it. It's all in fun. So let's rock and roll. Like I told you guys, I want to get into the playoff picture right now. We just went through 1 through 32. The Chiefs on top. And the Chiefs have clinched a playoff berth already, despite being only the number two seed at the moment. Tied records with the Steelers, but the Steelers lost out of conference, which makes them the number one seed. But they have clinched. And on the other side, the NFC, the Saints have clinched as well. Okay, so here we go. The Saints have the number one seed at the moment, all right? And they may remain there. They did have a little issue with Green Bay earlier this year. So if they happen to slip up a little bit, Green Bay could take control of that NFC conference and become the number one seed. Again, only one team gets a bye in the playoffs from here and from our hour. I, look, I proposed this, like I said, on third and three, like four years ago when they finally listened to me. So here we go. 
Two teams have clinched, one from each conference, like we said, Chiefs and Dolphins. The Chiefs got the Dolphins this weekend. The Saints play the Eagles. I think they both get a win right there. Now, here we go, getting into the meat of it. The Steelers, like I say, in the AFC Conference, they are number one with an 11-1 and record. They play the Bills, though, coming up. Wow. Because the Bills are the number three team as the Chiefs are number two. So the Bills playing the Steelers, no, it's not going to put them ahead of the Steelers. But what a win it would be confidence, pushing them up. What if Pittsburgh slips again? Then they would have the one win, uh, you know, record over them. You never know. The Bills can even sneak in and do something. I mean, honestly, really, who actually knows what can really happen with this? But I'm loving the way the Bills are playing right now. I got to tell you, I mean, it's just been awesome the way that they've been going. And no, I did not like it at the expense of my 49ers, but it did happen. So the Bills are playing great. The Titans right now, despite having the same record as the Indianapolis Colts, they have the four seed just due to percentages and whatnot. They play the Jaguars, so maybe they get a gift this week unless the Jaguars, you know, pull another one. And look, the first time they played it was 33-30, to 30, the Titans won. So why can't the Jaguars win this one? Very possible. Your number five team, <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Ashley, I know you love that right there at 9-3, and three, better record than... Then the Dolphins and the Colts, who I'm going to get to. The Browns, man, like I told you, it's the first time I jumped in that bandwagon in my entire life. And I said, this year, it's just going to be different because of the more of the professionalism and the guys being together for a certain amount of time. Now, so you got the Browns at five. They play the Ravens Monday night, who are out of the bubble right now. All right. They're sitting at seven and five. So if the Ravens want to get back into this thing, they have to beat Cleveland. Absolutely have to beat them. But you know what? I don't think they're going to. Time remains. We shall see. The Dolphins got the number six seed right now with a record of eight and four. They're looking really good, but they got the Chiefs coming to town. It could be an eight and five record after that, which could possibly mess things up when you talk about the seventh seed where the Colts currently have that at eight and four, second in the AFC South, really tied for first place if you look at it, just eight and four. But they played the Raiders this weekend, and the Raiders are the eighth seed just outside the bubble at seven and five. So if the Raiders beat the Colts, they're also gonna have this, they're gonna have one game up. They're gonna this, excuse me, they got the same record, but because the Raiders had beat the Colts, they would jump in right there. They would jump in. And what if the Dolphins lose and they go to seven and five? Then you go to more percentage points. It gets more complicated. The Ravens are seven and five. What if they beat the Browns at nine and three? Lots and lots to go over here, but the Patriots were in it for a while. They're not now, in my opinion, six and seven. Too many other teams up there that will have better records. I don't think they'll make it in. It would take quite a miracle. Forget about the Broncos and Texans. I don't even know why they're still in the hunt. They're both four and eight. So forget about that. So it's really between the Raiders and the Ravens who can spoil it for either the Colts, Dolphins, probably not the Browns, but those would be the two teams, or even the Titans again who, like I say, are tied uh, in the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts. So we're going to see what happens over there. Let's jump to the NFC now. The New Orleans Saints, like I said, they got the number one seed. They are 10-2, and two, looking great. But right behind them is the Packers at 9-3. and three. And if memory serves, the Packers beat them 37-30 to 30 earlier this year in New Orleans. So if the Packers actually end up with a better record than the Saints, or the same record, I should say, they would have the number one seed. So still lots to go. we got four games left, guys. This thing is far from over. We have a quarter of the season left to go. 
The Rams are number three. They just came off a huge win over the Patriots, who basically knocked them out. The Rams, to me, are maybe the most complete team behind the Saints in the NFC. Maybe the most complete team. Um, you know, you know, I would, I'd probably say yes over the Packers. I, I like the Rams a lot. They could do a lot of things, and if Goff is on, he can really play. So, um, like I said, they played the Patriots. They beat them. Moving on to next week from Thursday. So the Rams looking good at nine and four right now, atop the NFC West and atop the NFC East. Nikki, it's your Giants right there. Even though they're tied with Washington, again they beat them both times they played this year. The Giants are six and uh, excuse me, a five and seven, taking on the Cardinals at six and six. So when you talk about you know Arizona trying to get themselves back in there, uh, okay, give it a shot. Yep, you guys are sitting right there in the bubble. You win this game, that's going to make a big difference, no doubt. But the Giants right now leading the NFC East at number five is the Seahawks. So the Rams have the division at the moment. Seattle gets to play another New York team this week. Now, I don't know how they feel about that because they didn't expect the Giants to come in there and beat them. I don't expect the Jets to come in there and beat them. But, hey, anything is possible right now. Seattle Seahawks morale is low. I'm going to try to talk for a minute over here. But, 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 but. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks morale is a little bit low right now. So I don't know. Maybe Jets come in, take advantage. They got nothing to lose. What the hell do they care? So um, that's going on coming up week 14 uh, on Sunday. Seahawks and the Jets in Seattle. Our number six team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC. And they are playing the Minnesota Vikings this week, who are right behind them at number seven. You got to love that. Let's see if the Vikings can actually pull one off. If they do, that'll put them in much better position at seven and six. The Bucs will also be seven and six, but the Vikings holding the tiebreaker. But that will leave room for the Cardinals to possibly sneak in. The Bears, the Lions are both five and seven, along with the Niners. And Washington is really Washington's just fighting it out for the NFC East. It has nothing to do with the wild card right now. But um, no, I don't. My 49ers are not going to get back into it, unfortunately. Um, after the Bills beat them down, the Lions are nowhere near good enough. The Bears are not. The Cardinals are the only team that can sneak in and possibly ruin it for someone, whether it's the Vikings or the Buccaneers or, I mean, uh, the Seahawks are 8-4 and four right now, but if they only win one out of their last three, which is highly improbable, then they would be out. But so far, Seahawks in comfortably at number five, wishing they had that division title right now. So, Arizona is the only one who can kind of break up the party there. And like I said, in the AFC, the Raiders and Ravens are both seven and five. They can definitely get in there over the Colts, the Titans, or the Dolphins. So again, we got four games left to go, guys, and they all count, every one of them. Especially when you look at this weekend, Colts, Raiders, whoever wins that game, in the playoffs. Buccaneers, Vikings. If the Bucs beat the Vikings and the Cardinals win, Cardinals in the playoffs. Amazing stuff. Still, again, a quarter of the season to go. This is great. This is football. This is what we all love and cherish. And again, with four games to go, and then we have an entire playoffs in the Super Bowl. Let's hope we finish on time. On time. Players are staying healthy. That's all we want. And we want good football. And it'd be interesting to see Drew Brees come back and what he does because Taysom Hill really held it down well for him. A lot of exciting stuff going on over here, guys. Can't wait to get into more. And we will on the third and three podcast on Wednesday 
when we do our ranting recap from week 14, look ahead to week 15 and all our fun segments. So shout out to third and three podcast, the sports column, Flieger and Briggs. You guys love you all. There's so many more I can go on and on, but at some point the show must end. So it's going to end in a couple of seconds. Uh, Again, I appreciate you all listening to the power 32 podcast. We're going to keep rolling all year. And even past football, you know, we're going to come up with a whole bunch of different segments. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stick with us. All right. We're going to give the call-in number sometime soon so you guys can call in, ask questions, have debates, discussions, all that great stuff. Looking forward to it. My name is Jason Fearman. Get at me at SportsProfit1. Profit is P-R-O-P-H-E-T, as in profit I see into the future. And the number one is just the number one. And then you can also, again, go to 3rd and 3 Podcast, where you can get at me, Nikki, and Damien, all three of us. So triple your, pl- your pleasure right there, guys. All right. But for now, the Power 32 Podcast is out. Going to go try to enjoy the weekend a little bit, root on my teams, try to make a little money in FanDuel or whatever it is, beat up on my fantasy players over here and have a good week. I wish you guys a wonderful weekend. Here we go. Let's have fun. You got your college football on Saturday. Big things happening. But our day is Sunday and Monday and sometimes Tuesday and even Wednesday and Thursday. I think the only game they haven't played this year is Friday, but we'll see on that. More to come, guys. Power 32 podcast. Blessings. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And hey, again, come at me anytime you want. Sports Profit One, we are out for today. Good evening, good night, and have a wonderful weekend.